Hey, Cameron. Hey, what? I went to this uh, this restaurant last night, and uh, yeah, you know how they do like the birthday thing. I mean, yeah, like where they just come and sing some bullshit happy birthday song that they made up. I mean, I'm actually kind of a fan, but yeah, I know. Yeah, um, a fan of what? The writers, anyway. Uh, and <laughs> the people who sing the birthday song. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right. Um, well, they did something different, and it. I think they called it a theme song. Oh yes, theme 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 song. Furry vengeance is coming. Who's out for vengeance? Who's out for vengeance? We are the don't work for an environmental company that might be environmental or non-environmental because that's what happens when you work for a company and fall off a cliff. Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron, and with me, as always, is Cameron. Yes, and today we're doing the wonderful movie from 2010 with Brendan Fraser, Furry Vengeance. Oh, dear God. And no, it's not about people dressed as furries or as I like sexual animals. Like, in what like, is that anthrosexual or something? Or just yeah. regular. I mean, they don't, it doesn't always involve sex, but regardless, it well, doesn't involve people dressing up in big cat suits and dogs and wolf suits and being like, well, I'm a I I sexually identify as a jet fighter. Aaron, <laughs> admit it. There helicopter. is there is some level of you that wants to see like a seventies pulp movie about anthrosexual people like oh, getting no, I'd, vengeance I'd be, against I like would be so down. <clears throat> there's I would like watch a te- the fuck out of that. <laughs> there's like a Ted Cruz like uh politician in like a state and they're like we're gonna make sure that none of them will get to do that in public and they're like we'll see it would be so great because (coughs) it'd be so great because they'd um they wouldn't be able to act because their faces don't move so it'd just be like this weird dead stare all of the time just being like i'm gonna murder you and no lips moving no nothing like oh it'd be weird It'd be fantastic. I would totally make that. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's make a poster where it's like someone in like a rabbit costume carrying like a machete going ah! and yeah. someone like in like a panda outfit or like with fox ears and a tail just go like wielding like two like Glock nines going. Bah! Yeah, going. Bah. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you know, the, all those times where I went. <laughs> this summer politics gets sexual. You can't have sex in a suit because your genitals don't come out of it. Like, no, we got a flap, and he's just like, oh, damn, no. Unleash the (laughs) Unleash the animal. Dot, dot, dot. Sex. Oh, okay. I was waiting for something. It wasn't worth it. (laughs) (laughs) So I really thought that this movie would have talking animals. Me too, especially because of the poster with all of the animals surrounding and like pretend mauling Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the best scene? Because it's the first scene. Oh, you mean Rob Riggle? It's, yeah, it's <laughs> killing my it as always. Fav- it's my favorite scene. And mainly, be- okay, so it starts on like, what is it? Like a squirrel in the middle of the road and the squirrel's just being like, I'm, in the- I'm a squirrel in the middle of the road. Squirrel, squirrel, well, Aaron, squirrel. You got. You got to mention the pan flute opening that goes like, Oh my God, the music is so good. Like this really so good. 
peaceful, like, it's kind of like Yogi Bear's opening, where it's just kind of like, peaceful, peaceful things are happening, nature, yeah. do, 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 do. And then the worst rock music that's just like, and then cuts back. <laughs> like, it's the <laughs> laziest rock music. It's just like, we can't play three notes here. They are, they are the three notes. Like, great, great job, rock band. Like, you can tell that, that that really sounds like some of that royalty-free music that's just like, yeah, you can use it. It's bad, but, I mean, you can put it in there if you want. Like, you don't even have to pay us. Like, ooh, that song is fantastic at Lee Garbage. Mm-hmm. It's like like uh, like a 60-year-old thinks, like, today's hard rock sounds like. You know what I mean? Like, this is what heavy metal is. Like, oh, man, I'm feeling it. That's some good just grind grinding, man. Listen to that breakdown. <laughs> grinding? Yeah, man. You want to grind core, man. No. And also the music in this kind of like in old dogs is played so loudly. Yes, it is. It's really loud. It's like, we need to distract the audience from what they're consuming. Quick, play it loud. Especially when it's like, and it's so off putting. Cause it's like, especially when it's like when he's chasing the crow later and it's like the whimsical, like, or like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just really re- weirdly loud and him saying like come here crow or whatever the fuck is like it's so secondary to the sound it's fucking weird mm. it's almost like they're oh the story doesn't carry let's just have the music help yeah help and by help i mean overshadowed to where at times i'm not thinking about like i'm like what are the people saying and the the movie, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Probably like, haha, he's having a terrible time, <laughs> and and boy is he. This movie, <laughs> I love that this movie is just Schadenfreude. The movie, like, oh. just rename it like fuck Bren- Brendan Fraser. Like, <laughs> that's I think the, the movie. I think that's like that's my favorite part of the movie is like. The second, like the end of the first act to the second act, where they just put him through living shit, like just for no uh, reason. <laughs> well, it is for a reason. It's just they don't need to beat him up that much no. to get home the point. I love the okay. We're skipping ahead because I love the scene with the bear where he gets trapped in the porta potty. Oh, that, that was great. And my favorite, <laughs> my favorite line of the movie, I. I full laughed at this, like unabashed, like not cynical laughter at this Uh, when he was just like, go steal a picnic basket. (laughs) The ADR like punch up line about like, yeah, it was pretty great. (laughs) I also love. And and then he, okay. So he's like in the, the bear tips, the fucking porta potty over. And then in the morning they're like, where is he? And then apparently the porta potty got put in a tree. The bear was not ne- like that was like three times as tall as the bear was. There's no way that it would have been able to get it stuck in those brands- how that branches. Happened. I I mean, uh. and then I, I I did like the little touch where uh, the 
the really passionate, like racist portrayed Latino guys like, don't worry, boss, we'll get you down. And then oh, he yeah. f- it falls down and he's like, sooner than you thought. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty good. And then it's just like, get the halls, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> You got it, okay. boss. Like, oh man, <laughs> and oh, the stereotype. Let's let's go back. Let's circle back to Rob Riggle's intro. Right. I, to okay. where they're like, like the focus group that they they showed this scene to or the script was like, you know, we need to make this guy the most despicable corporate real estate douchebag ever. How do we yeah. do that? Lit cigar, check. Yeah. Hard oh, rock on, music. Hold on, check. Cameron. Cameron, you're missing something. He was that cigar was not lit. Then why did he throw it out the window? Uh huh. No, uh huh. No, in the shot in the car, it wasn't lit at all. He's just chomping on it, and then he throws it out the window, and it's lit. And uh huh. And and he even says something about like it's not like it falls out of his hands by happenstance. He says, give a hoot, don't pollute. And then he's just like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm a okay. bad guy. Ah. And is that like in part of California or something like the housing development? I would assume so. I don't, I don't okay. Know. Talk about like asshole people, like a place that gets enough forest fires every year as it is California wildlife places by people who throw cigars and shit like lit cigars, uh, onto like piles of leaves. Luckily animals can intricately make like mouse trap. Oh no. Oh, oh, okay. So this is, this is the part where the ferret has the spy glass, right? Yes. So the, Why does okay? Who would honestly think like you know what we need a ferret with a spyglass? <laughs> That's what I mean, we need. We also need <laughs> we also need them to build Rube Goldberg type machines to defend the forest. Like what fucking crazy person? Okay, wrote and this it's movie. It's not even defending the forest. It's defending that one particular spot on the road that those rocks specifically hit. That's so weird. The, they murder people. Oh, yeah. They say, um, okay, so what happens to Rob Riggle is that the squirrel, um, and none of these animals are real. They're all the worst looking CGI. They make oh Birdemic. God, yes. They make Birdemic look like Heaven's <laughs> Gate with how much money they threw it, at it. It really looks like Birdemic style fucking animals. Well, and the worst part is, is that like the squirrel that's like, and then the driving like that almost gets run over. You just see ah! like you oh see like God. this really awfully animated scream from the squirrel, the squirrel scream that reverberated through a thousand yeah, solar you know systems. How squirrel scream, right? That's yeah, you thing. know, you know, like humans do. And so uh, they there's like the raccoon who's like the ringleader of the furry animal convention Thing. coalition them we'll just yeah, call them the coalition yeah, yeah sure. and in this specific spot of road um and also his car is driving away really fast there's no way that the animals would be able to like coordinate he's here traveling this fast and if we make the rocks of which we have five yeah. because we know when we're going to need another one i guess and it rolls down hits his car 
And he's and then, still alive um, at that point. Yeah, and it's like that Wiley e. Coyote thing where he like, yeah, just, oh, it, yeah, no problem. It just, opens the door and he's just on the edge of a cliff and he's yeah. like, whoop, 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 whoop. It pinballs him to the cliff. It doesn't crush him and destroy him like it would. He wouldn't have a body left. He'd be just a pile of mush. Uh, they do. Well, the, the animals also make uh, scale dioramas to illustrate their plans out of forest items. So and, I don't know. One of them is a also, fucking scientist, I suppose. And also cartoon character-esque thought bubbles when they're communicating oh God, what yes. they're thinking about. Like They're like, we got to get Brendan Fraser. And there's like a little animated like thought bubble that goes above like the squirrel or the raccoon's head that shows like them like, we're going to skunk him. We're going to get the bear on him. You know, yeah. like... The- <laughs> Get it's him, so lazy. Jerk. Why not just have the animals talk? And I'm against talking animals, but for the sake of this movie, it would have been like 15 minutes short if the animals had just been, hey, what's your fucking problem, guy? Yeah. Well, also the, um, especially that part where it's just like, he does, it, it does the thought bubble and it's like Braveheart. And then it turns around and the, like, it's, it's like, uh, what is it? The, the raccoons like Mel Gibson picture. And, and then. It turns around and the horde of animals is just like, we're Scots, we're fucking Braveheart men. Ooh, like, yeah, your fucking forest speech is equivalent to the Braveheart speech because you put it in there. Yeah, that's what that is. I almost, I almost feel like the thought bubbles were like a punched up thing that they added in post where they're like, like I hey, feel we like don't we don't know what these are saying. Yeah. Yeah, we can't trust that people will follow what the animals are saying by then seeing what they're doing directly after that when beating up a miserable Brendan Fraser. <laughs> we have to communicate what they're doing with images that we've already shot from principal photography, and we'll put those and something from a film that we can also get the rights to over this so that the audience isn't out of the loop. Well, right? I'm th- I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking like... Since all the animals are CGI, did they just go in the woods and just set up a camera? It's just like, well, that one will work for this part. All right. All right, guys, let's go on an expedition into the woods and uh, just kind of shoot, you know, parts of the woods. We'll put animals in. It'll be fine. Like, what kind of weird shooting technique did they use for that? Couldn't tell you. It's fucking weird, man. And before we close out, Rob Riggle, whose character's name is Riggs. Is it? Yes, it is R-I-G-G-S. They reference it later because that's um, lazy as shit. Yeah, what a waste of him and Ken Jong, right? Who plays his boss, Mr. Lyman. And he's like on the the phone with him and he's like character ever? Yeah, he's like, Hey Mr. Lyman, I got that cigar and a hundred dollar bill I'm gonna light on fire. (laughs) And then Well Mr. Lyman is just like no, mom, I don't. Fake noises, like Jesus. No, that's your race. That's awful. You just randomly, so, oh, randomly like references me from Orient, basically. Like he might as yeah. well say that I'm Asian. Hey guys, guess what? I, was there like a meeting where they're just like, yeah, I don't, we need to really pound home the fact that he's Asian. Yes, how do we achieve this? I feel like if we don't, we can, you know, we'll lose the, well, his ethnicity will be lost in translation. Yeah, because that, ma- it always matters where you're from. 
That's that's the most important part mm, to the character yeah. boss, real smarmy developer, not Asian. Jewish, <laughs> not Jewish, <laughs> anything but Jewish. <laughs> They're like, Why? it's going to be racist. If, well, we got to make it not Jewish. Otherwise, that'd be racist. We got to yeah, make him racist. Asian or something. Yeah, we, it, we know it'd be too racist if a Jewish guy was uh, there, because we already know that Jews all are real estate agents. <laughs> now you're catching on to the corporate think synergy. Hooray! Hooracism. Oh boy. My so Riggs favorite. opens up the door, he's on the edge of the cliff, the raccoon has gotten his cigar that he threw under the pile of leaves, throws it at him, and he's like, bad raccoon! And then his car, uh, like, in like a Furious 7 where Vin Diesel's car gets obliterated at the bottom of the mountain and he walks away yeah. alive, rather than him going like, yahoo-hoo-hoo-y, like <laughs> Goofy, they ADR a line that has him telling Mr. Lyman, I'll call you back! Uh, yeah. Well, the way that the, uh, the, he just blows, the, the animal just blows on the car and it goes over. You think like throwing the, throwing the cigar would do it, but no, it's just, and they animate, they animate his like lips blowing and that looks fucking disturbing as shit on, on it. Ugh, just fucking and, creepy looking. Okay. So, and he never shows up again. Nope. Uh, uh, Lyman some like Ken Jong's character basically says, Hey, yeah, ever since Riggs went missing, you know, whatever happened to him? Nope, he's fucking dead. Like, he, like, he's a smoldering pile of auto collision at the bottom of that quarry or whatever. Yeah, he's a puddle of human goo. Mm hmm. And if you're falling to your death, if a talking, ra like a raccoon threw your cigar at you, you'd be like, hmm, I wonder what that is. The last thing before I die would not be to the person that I'm on the I'll phone with. I'll, I'll call you back. Were they just not able to get him back for like that, uh, that, that post credit sequence sequence where he's like, hey guys, I'm okay. I'm back for that dance number. And he's like oh wearing my God, the, the, the pink. I fucking love the post credit sequence where they're all wearing the pink. Uh, and they just like have like music videos and they just replace a word with furry and it's yep. the lazy, like, f like back in black, back in furry and like, wow. All right. Like that doesn't even make sense. I love it's that like part. Insane in the membrane. Oh Jesus. Where they mouth it and it just looks awful. Yes. <laughs> And it's like the the like teenage pop. It's like the kids pop version of that song. It's insane in the membrane. Like oh Jesus! And now oh, we go it's to so bad. And now we go to a sponsored commercial brought to you by the new kids pop uh, album produced by Alphonse McProducer Ten the Fifth here in studio now to sample two new tracks from the kids pop. Millennium Bop. Here he is. Hello. I'm here for from a value core to illustrate to you the value of our new album, uh, Kids Bop Millennium Edition. Uh, do you like pop songs but don't th but think they're too racy for your children? Well, boy, do we have a 
a product for you. Uh, we have uh, today's hits, but uh, sung by children, and it is they are more innocuous, and uh, all the meaning is stripped away. So a social commentary and uh, all the meaning from all the songs is stripped away, so it's just a fun car ride home from school. So uh, one of our songs is... Uh, the new, you know, the whisper song that was a thing a while ago. Well, we did that one, and it's, it's much, it's much better, and you're, it's child friendly. Let's hear a sample of that. Let's do it together. Okay, I'm, I'm a good singer. In case you couldn't tell, as am I. Okay, would you like to start us off then? Yes, I would. Hey, let me whisper this in your ear. Hello. You're attractive Hello, and you can hear. This is the whisper song. Don't want to want to meet your parents and take you home for dinner to meet my parents. I would like that very much. My whispering is very fun to listen to. You are enjoying my whispering because it sounds different from singing. One day, I will take you to the movies and respect your personal space and ask you if I can hold your hand, but I will do it softly by asking you in a whispered tone. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was yep. such a good, cleaned-up, family-friendly version of that. It's a good it's a very good song, you know. We take And now we think the artists really f- messed up their own songs. I really love imposing tr- like what we see as traditional values onto the songs of filthy and degenerate artists, don't yes, you? Yes, of course. Now another one we did was uh Hammer Smashed Face by Cannibal Corpse. Oh, I I'm a fan of this new cleaned up song. You start us off. Okay. Don't you love it when you use your hammer to hit a nail in the face? Hit a nail in the face. Hit a nail in the face. Nail smashed hammer. Hammer smashed nail. Building a constructive thing for our society. Go to church. It's a very small sample, but uh, that's what we got. If you liked that, you can buy Kids Bok Millennium Adiphum. <laughs> you know, the Millennium Adiphum. That one. It's good. <laughs> buy it today on uh, Target. We actually have a bonus track coming in right now that they just finished mixing a cover of Lil John and the East Side Boys' Get Low. Are you familiar with this song? Of course, I sung it. Yes. Would you like to lead us in a rendition of a more tasteful version of that? Of course. Get low, get low. When your friends go onto the ground, we play like we are animals because we are. In a childlike state. Get low, get low, in the sandbox where you can play. Get low, get low. That was so innocent. Mm-hmm. 
I know a lot of people will really enjoy listening to this because they love the songs, but they hate the lyrics. They sure if you do. Wanna, if you, my, I believe my dulcet tones really, really help uh, bring forth the clean message of, of, of the day. Especially when they're covering songs where the original lyrics are... Drop down my beep to all beep. Let me see you get beep. Scared you beep. Now beep. Beep. I'll skip beep. Damn. It's one of my beep. favorite songs. Beep. Uh, we have another one. Um, see if you can guess this song. Black person, black person, black person, black person. I'm 100% black person. Black person, oh. black person, black person, black person. I'm 200% black person. Is that, uh, that's Elvis Presley, right? Yes. It's, yes, it uh, is. you ain't, it's, you ain't nothing but a hound dog, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You ain't nothing but a. You ain't nothing but a young pup. <laughs> under my tutelage as a craftsman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, join us next time when we make family-friendly decisions on your behalf and without your permission. Deal with it. Go to church. A lot. <laughs> Like, every day. Like, just live there. Mm-hmm. You should have a mass if amount of attendance points. Ah. Joke. That was if a joke. Get it? Because even though you're not Catholic, mass is a thing that they may or may not go to regularly. Yep. Anyway. Religious yeah. Conversion Tactics is a co-production of Not National Public Radio. It's me because I like listening to bullshit. We now return to the catastrophe section. Okay, now let's get to our main hero. And by hero, I mean, he says, ah, nature. And then the fakest construction noises. Yeah. Oh, wait, one last thing uh, before we close out on Riggs, Rob Riggles. He was not wearing a seatbelt. No, of course not. He's Rob Riggle. And and two, what about that animated opening that we saw? Oh, yeah. What was that? that? Is this like a Nick Jr. sort of like preschool opening to like a furry vengeance TV show? Or is this like a big budget family comedy movie? Uh, I think they just didn't have another option. I don't know. Mm. I don't know why. And another waste of comedy potential is that they didn't make it like the Arrested Development model home. There's so many easy jokes that you could go with that, but they decide to just, yeah, especially like if like, you remember when Joe like tries to open up the the beer bottle on like the counter and the counter just like breaks off. (laughs) 
I wish that, that they had done great. something something like that rather than like, oops, oh. he tripped he tripped over that and his shoelaces are kaplunked. Oh, he's driving, but there's skunks and they poop at him. <laughs> That's a okay. joke. So they, they take do that the uh, so many times. Oh, he gets skunked like four times in this movie. And then he crashes and, and then the 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 car is filled with fumes and he like <clears throat> His face slams up against the window and he's like, help me. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> I wonder how many scream takes <laughs> Brendan, Brendan Fraser had to do to get this like in the recording booth where it's just like, oh, 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 oh. how many 80 yard so screams? Yeah, <laughs> it's just filled with off screen pain. How much green screen is there? Because there's no way that those animals are not CG. Did they just have him run through a field to like get away from the bird? I mean, I guess. Yeah, like, probably. Run from here to your mark over there. Do it three times and we'll call it a day. I mean, uh, <laughs> he's acting alongside just himself. Yes. It's... it's it is, oh. And, and he can hold that. He can't hold that. He doesn't have that acting ability. He don't I don't think many people have that acting yeah, ability. It's, it's really hard to do that. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's like, yeah, we'll do it in post. You fuck it. We'll do it. We already got paid. Let's go home. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of in a, in a Master of None, the sickening part where uh Aziz oh, yeah, and yeah. Yep, and is it Michael Dinner? Something like that. I don't yeah, remember. the the like really posh British actor guy who's really yeah. cool. They're just like, yeah, this movie is just gonna get totally finished in post. Really, it doesn't matter. There's gonna it be so matter. much CG. Oh yeah, where where the director was just like, how did it look? He's just like, I don't know. We'll find out in three months. <laughs> <laughs> and what what I did like slash hate about this opening shot is that they used the walk and talk of legal and police procedurals where they condense a bunch of exposition by the um, stereotypically Latino sidekick telling him we're ahead of schedule on this and units one, three and five. And yeah. then he, it, Brendan Fraser almost gets hit by a chainsaw like, and just yep. walks it off. Like it's no big deal. Like, Oh, oh that's so normal that a chainsaw almost killed me at a work site. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's normal. So, then, so one question about Lyman Industries, are they or are they not a green company? They're not at all. Then why does he say that they are at the beginning? I mean, he's been working with them for a while. Because they pretend to be, I guess. I mean, wouldn't he know that by now, though? I mean, he's living in a unit on the development. He sure is, but he doesn't realize until they're going to murder all the animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and how the Latino oh, the, sidekick the beaver is, dam. Yep, the beaver dam. He's like, yeah, we can just bypass it by blowing it up with a stick of dynamite. Not like the beavers oh, are man. home. Oh yeah, and he's just like, we'll make it look like an accident. I'm like, who's gonna be looking at that? How does dynamite look? What accident? Lo <laughs> is anyone just gonna be like, oh, like, okay, look. It, obviously, these these beavers were handling dynamite. It was a di they, they're beavers. They're dumb. They don't know what dynamite is. And they lit it and it blew up. Like, obviously, it was it was an accident. Don't 
this must be this must be the same beaver gang that robbed the old coal mine and got all that old nitroglycerin and dynamite last year. Yeah, that's what happened. Looks like they got what was coming to them and are on the run. That's why they're not home. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll wait till they're not home to blow it up. Oh my god. And one thing I don't get is that like uh Brendan Fraser comes out and he's like, All right, everybody get to work, and there's just like this shot of all the workers going, Oh man. No, we're working. Like, do you not wanna <laughs> I mean you're there at your job already. It looked like you were already doing it. And when the boss is there and tells you to get to work, that's when you collectively sigh that you have to show up to work. Well, nobody's nobody like actually says get to work unless you're like sleeping. Like, no, if they're like attentive and stuff, it's just like, all right, go, go back, go do your shit. Like, we all know you don't have to say get back to work. That's like an 80s thing from movies that somehow continued. Nobody's actually needs to be screamed at to be go get back to work. Yeah, well, usually that's followed by uh, time is money. And if you're wasting time, you're wasting money. Get back to work. Time is money. You're off the case. (laughs) You're off the case. The penguin runs the police station now. Yeah. Mr. Penguin, what are we going to do about this Kent Crusader named Batman? I'm going to beat you up. Welcome to the Batcast. My name is Batman. And on today's episode, I'm going to fight the penguin. I'm the ring ring. I'm ge- I kidnapped all of your ex-girlfriends, Batman, and I tied them to a bubblegum grenade. <laughs> hey, villain, stop that. I don't like it. I'm Batman, and you better fear me. Back up, or else I'm going to use a battering on your face. Ka-chow. That's the sound... <laughs> That's the sound of my batarang. I'm you, Batman. You know I was kidding about blowing them up with a bubblegum grenade, but that concussion you gave me leaves me un- unable to remember the code to disarm it. Well, I'm sorry. Are we friends now? No way, Joel Schumacher-esque Batman. Batman. Oh, okay. Here, I'm cursed... I've cursed you with bat nipples and a Ben Affleck reboot. Did you know I went down to the Gotham Arkham Asylum and I was like, hey, Joker, would you like to play a game of cards with me? And he said, no. Why are you telling me about that? Shouldn't you be like fighting me or something? Because now I found a friend in Arkham to play cards with. You, punch. I feel like. I feel like your priorities are still messed up. Well, it's because I'm going to arrest you. Batman, it's me, Commissioner Gordon. Shoot him in the face. Do us a favor. Send the taxpayers some money. And Batman, if you see any unarmed black people, be sure to gun them down, too. You got it. Lock and load, boys. Thanks, thanks, Batman. We'll be sure to get you the key to part of the city later. 
on the next episode of the Batcast. My name is Batman, and I'm going to play chess in the park. But Batman, it's me, Robin. We've got to go ladle some soup out at the homeless shelter where Scarecrow is poisoning homeless people into being afraid of their families and getting a job. Not until one of us says checkmate. <laughs> to unemployment. <laughs> checkmate. That's what British people say when they get paid. Next time on the Batcast. We now return to the catastrophe section. Okay. So I also hate the teen. Like it seems oh, like I was all the just car- about to bring the teenager up. Literally, all of his lines are just uh, angst. Oh, angst! It's it's angst mixed with exposition. Angst. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's just angst position. Yes, exactly. <laughs> call the- call the legal department. Have them <laughs> trademark yeah, that now. Cop- copyright angst position. Yeah, done. And he like he delivers all this background information. He's like, I'm gonna get all my friends. Oh wait, I don't have any I friends. Don't have any friends? Angst. <laughs> hey, I don't like that. Dad brought us here because I have friends back home. <laughs> Angst. And he also does something that people on Facebook never do. He writes. Tyler is missing his old life, but his name already yep. says Tyler. Nobody writes their name. Tyler, Tyler is Tyler like Tyler is, Durden. Tyler is it like say Tyler <laughs> and it should be missing my old life. Not Tyler is missing my old life. Yeah. For a teenager, he's woefully underdeveloped in his social media microblogging skills. Oh, it would have been great if it, as soon as <laughs> how great would it have been if it like as soon as he put that up, a comment popped up, and it was just like, fuck you, man. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Just immediately, just tons of comments just racked down, and it's all just like, never come back. We hate you. Like, <laughs> one of them says, like, Grandma Susie, like, you're a punk bitch. <laughs> it just says the C word over right. and over and cunt, over cunt, again. Cunt, 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 cunt. <laughs> That'd be fucking amazing. I'd love that. Just in a very short span. Oh man! And then the um, what the his love interest is somehow an okay actress, except for we don't know anything about her except for that she's a student librarian and she likes to run in the forest and uh, which is a um, thing and uh, can't wait for that Justin Bieber to kiss her. Yeah. I was just wondering when you were going to get the guts to kiss me. <laughs> Will you go to prom night with me? Yep, murder. What was the, um, what the fuck is a student librarian? She even like, so he's on the phone in like the, the library and she's like behind him being like, excuse me, excuse me, hey, hey. And then he finally turns around and he's just like, I'm so cool, bro. And then she's like, I'm the student librarian. I help people find books because I'm the student librarian. Did I mention I'm a student librarian? By the way, do you want a book? Like, (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel like she needs to say what the job duties of a student librarian is. I think approaching him. 
her being there and approaching him being like, can I help you with anything? Nobody's going to be like, why would she ask that? Obviously, she's just like some weirdo being like, I know the library. No, like, no, we need to tell her. We need to tell everyone in the audience. She's the student librarian. And we need to have her say it three times so people know that that's a thing. The student librarians are a thing. And she needs to tell her job description to the audience. Otherwise, they're not going to know. Yeah, I want you to read that line as if you're reading the job responsibilities off of your resume. <laughs> yeah, job responsibilities. I help people find books, and I am the student librarian. It was fulfilling because people skills, communications. Yeah. Student. Student. Student librarian. Student librarian. Student librarian. Help find books. Yeah. Do that. Do that. Oh, all right. Do it. You gonna do it? Hey. 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 You gonna do it? Sure. You're gonna find out about how you do it. And you know, when you walk down to the store and be like, hey, I wanna get a pile of how to do that. And then you're gonna be like, we're out of piles of how to do that. And you're gonna be like, but I need to know how to do that. Are you talking about do it yourself manuals? You're gonna find out how to do that. Okay. You you go go do that. All right, I will. Okay, good. Goodbye. Tap, tap, walk, 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 walk. Good, now I can steal all of the things that he has. Oh, look, a jar of mayonnaise. I need that. Oh, look, here is a Casio keyboard. That goes well with the mayonnaise. Oh, look, he has a sock. I will take the sock. Hey, look, here are the cabinets. I will steal the cabinets from the wall. I have stolen these things. I am leaving. Click, 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 click. Oh, God, I hope nobody stole my Creed Greatest Hits albums while I was away. Uh, he hey, took my on, Casio hey. key. Hey, why don't you, can you leave again? Uh, what for this time? Uh, I want a sandwich. I don't have a sandwich in my room. Yeah, I know, so you gotta leave the room. So go get one for me. All right. Sweet. Walk, 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 walk. Uh, he's gone again. All right, uh, give me that. Oh, where's that Creed's Greatest Hits album? I need it. It's my favorites. This is my searching noises. Singing a Creed song, coming back to oh, my room. Oh, I found it. Oh, get out. I left. I'm coming back to my room, Creed, yeah. Hey. Rockin', coming back to the room, pro rockin'. This is the soundtrack to your life. Got myself a Casio keyboard and a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> Look at this photograph. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Every time I do, I kill my dad. <laughs> Remind Every me of the murder trial. <laughs> When he got sent away, oh, yeah. No, no, Aaron, look at this photograph. Every time I do, I hit my, di my dick. <laughs> look at this pornograph. Yep. 
Every time I do, I jerk my peen. <laughs> Every time I do, I beat it furiously. I must have done it a thousand times. I must have done it a thousand times. Oh, God. Oh, God, I am. Every memory, I'm coming on the back. Every memory, I'm coming in the bathroom. Got some toilet paper cleanup on the toilet seat. It's time to quit. Time to quit. Pornography. Pornography. When I came. I got some blood in the tissues that I found here. I can't look at women because I might be queer. It's time to say it. Sometimes dicks look good, too. Okay, I think that's enough uh, riffing, bro rocking. (laughs) All right, fair enough. (laughs) Look at this pornography. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Look at this pornography. And, uh, okay, so so back back to Tyler. He... Like angst position, an example that I wrote down was I had a dream that my insensitive parents uprooted me from my home and put me down in the middle of nowhere. Uh, oh wait, they did. Oh, <laughs> angst. <laughs> he should just say that at the same thing. It'd be amazing. Do you we remember? Should just, a- we should just re-release this movie and just over all of his lo- redub him to just say angst every single time. Well, it's kind of like in Black Dynamite where the character says <laughs> the adjective to how they should deliver the line while yep. they say it as part oh, of it. Oh, God. I love Deliriously, that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. In- inspired. You've done it, Pollock. You've done it, Pollock. You- <laughs> you've done it, Pollock. You're off the case. <laughs> no, chief, you can't take me off. I'm about to get to the bottom of the last of these Mohicans. <laughs> yes. Okay. What the fuck even um, else happens? Oh, yeah. We need to talk about him uh, after he gets. Okay. So he's like the there's like a crow and it keeps him up at night. And he's like fucking crow. And his wife's like, there ain't no crow. And he's like, I'm gonna go sleep downstairs because I pissed off my wife. Cause I was like, there's a fucking crow. And then he's like on the couch and the crow's like, fuck you. Why don't you stay awake? Fuck you. And then he's like fucking crow. And then like, I'm just trying to sum up everything super quick here. Then there's a fucking, there's a, uh, uh, uh skunks in his car. And he's like, man, I got squirted. I got squirted on by a skunk. And then he goes home and like throws tomato shit at his body in the tub. Because apparently it looks that's like the thing. And Okay. And this is like one of the weirdest parts oh, is because is that tomato one. juice, that tomato juice looks like he's covering himself in diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> like and just sickly person diarrhea. And he's just like, why did I do this movie? And then, like, uh, I forget what animal puts the his wife's bra on him, oh and then God. like the no, windows no, no, no. open. He does no, he does that to himself. 
um he or no the one they just push the bra towards him and he like uses it to to clean the tomato juice out of his eyeballs and then it ends up on him and he stands up and all the workers outside are like hey look he done got a bra on good job boss you look good in that bra like <laughs> they're weirdly supportive of him uh whenever he's in women's clothing and i'm not saying they shouldn't be it's just like they're construction workers that's i would not expect that they're like good looking good boss like not even like jokingly they're like all right cool man i wonder if it would be different if he wasn't their boss though if they just if they'd be as like supportive of it you know probably it seemed like they were just like all right man sure they seem cool, not- I guess. Did you notice how... Uh, okay, so I love how the movie, like the way that it's shot, goes out of the way to make Brendan Fraser look not as much of an asshole as Riggs was when they have like this shot of him going up to the back of his car and at the edge of it, it just says hybrid. They had to be sure to get that Ooh. hybrid part there. <laughs> yeah, it was important. You need uh, that. Okay, the- so and then he goes to pick up uh, to meet with his boss, Mr. Lyman, Ken Jong, who flies in a private jet to like this airfield yep. and him and his wife slash coworker, like yeah, sure. Can I mention how like racist it is? They have like a daughter named Yoko Jr. Wow. Cause Yoko, oh no. I have like this. I have this sick idea that Furry Vengeance is just Ken Jong's character after the events of the Hangover trilogy, and he just becomes like a real estate developer. And he's still an insane person who does drugs. Mm, but now he's married. Yeah, I think this movie's funnier than Hangover Three and Two. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Well, I mean, it can't be nearly as funny as one because he doesn't get naked and jump out of a trunk on people. Well, one was actually a movie. Two and three were just garbage. Yeah. I didn't like one. It was okay. There were some funny parts. But like, eh. Anyway, that's unimportant. On the racism track, though, uh, they also say, like, they don't even delineate, like, they're like, they say, at first they say, Brendan Fraser said, we have these investors that... Excuse me, we need to get in. Oh, yeah, Indian investors. Yeah, and then uh, Ken Jong's wife, who you think would know the difference because he would have told her that, oh, yes, we mean Indian, like not American Indian, but like the nation state of India. And she's like, yeah. we'll have a wigwam and buffalo and smoke oh, signals. And I was just like cringing like, oh, We'll have blankets waiting right here for him. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh God! I mean, <laughs> Cringe. Um, this and is even why, this is why. It, I, whenever anyone's like, "Why can't I call them Indians?" I'm like, "Cause there's already an India." Like it's just confusing. Even if it, first off, like it's it's dumb. Like don't call them that. Like it's just confusing. Even if it's like. Because then you have to be like Red Dot or Woo Woo Indians. And you're just like, you're the worst person in the world if you say that. Because you are. That's garbage. This is like Canada's like, yeah, First Nations. Like, done. We're, we're done. We call it that and it's easy. And then everyone up there is just like, yeah, no, that works. And then, but now down here, we're just like, why can't I call them fucking Redskins anymore? Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn fucking uh, brownos. <laughs> 
We're too politically correct. That's what's killing this country. Political yeah, correctness. That's the problem. I can't be an asshole carte blanche anymore. That's what's wrong. Yeah, I can't be a terrible person and not be called out anymore. <laughs> Everyone used to be terrible people. Why am I the only one left? Well, I know... Uh, I had some friends from the Ute tribe and from the Navajo tribe in uh-huh. like undergrad, and they preferred to be called American Indians. So that's what uh, I go with. Well, just because that's go. what they preferred. Yeah, that works. It's whatever. Like it's the same thing with like the whole gender thing, where people are like, "What if they want to be referred to as a goggle melp? Then like call them that. Who gives a shit? And <laughs> ask what their preferred pronoun is, and I will say, "You goggle melp." Dude, I would. I now I just want to be called a gargle melp, just because that'd be awesome. Yo, you gargle melp, like fuck yeah, I am. You're just like, excuse me, I don't subscribe to the he/she gender binary. I am a gargle melp. I would really appreciate it if you called me a gargle melp. Um, are we talking about gargameld from the Smurfs? N- gargle melp, puh, melp puh. Yeah, but what does that mean? A gargle melp. <laughs> Do you want to find out? Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Here we go. <laughs> it's all about dicks. <laughs> and now we time for all about talking dongs. Your host. Talking about dongs. Welcome dick donging dude here talking about dicks. We got Dick talk to Dick talk at twelve thirty today. Welcome to your morning traffic. Well, you gotta come down off the mountain. You're gonna be like driving down the road, but look at this. I got a dick between my legs, and you're gonna be like, I'm gonna poke it, and then you do, and then you get a little roused, so you're jerking off while you're driving. Look, don't do that. That's dangerous. But tell me how it goes. You this know what's something talking about dicks? <laughs> you know what's something that I traffic in? Dong talk. Yeah. Dong talk traffic. Look, we got a we we got an accident on the six forty two. Better watch out and avoid that because it's gonna be slow unless you want a place to jerk it in your car. Do it because why not? Wait, is that what you think people do in their car when they're waiting? Yeah, of course. What do what else do they do? Listen to podcasts, check their emails, call people. No, that's weird. You gotta get that jerking. You, I mean, this show is called All About Dicks. We got, we got all about dongs. We gotta talk about the dongs. We gotta talk about what you do with the dongs. And you got, you gotta uh, look. That's what you do in your car when you got nothing else to do. You just you, you yank around your dong. Yank around? I don't yank it. I yank around it. Yeah, you gotta yank your dong around. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you just kind of like, woo, and then you're, you're going to do it. Sure will. Oh, boy. Anything else you want to close out this weekly Dingleberry Dick right, just, special? Nope, this is just me promoting masturbating in your car. Ladies can now, do it too, ding. Next week, we have Tim Allen tell us about the new season of Last Man Standing. And speaking of men standing, what about dongs? You could refer to dongs as men. And then if they're standing, they're erect. That's what that was about, if you didn't get it. Oh, I must not have fully read the script. Woe is me. All right. All right. That's that's it for talking about dongs, talking about dicks. We got to get more dicks on the show. Yep, uh, gotta get 
Gotta have your dick in traffic. Yep, we got a new serial coming out next week. We're going to talk about that. It's called Dong Yeos. And uh, that'll that'll do it for the show today. Well, goodbye. Talking about Dongs is a co-production of National Public Radio. It's me because I have a bootleg of Dongyos coming next week. A new serial by me, the fashion booth. We now return to the catastrophe section. Thank you. Okay. And just as like ra- like racist, this movie is also supremely ageist. Like the old woman in this movie. Oh my god, yeah. Like and the <laughs> it's like such a one note joke. I forget her name, but I'm she like old. I remember the first forest festival, which we Brendan went Fraser in the woods and played harpsichord. Like oh. And then after that, the other girls were accused of being witches. And, <laughs> and she we just had to burn them at the stake. They proved that they weren't witches because they drowned. It was okay. It was a good year. Especially at the end when she's just there the crow lands next to her and she's like, Hello, Jimmy, or whatever. And she's like, I I've developed a new technique for cross stitching. Would you like to Oh, I remember my old Harold used to love when we'd sit in the park. Like, they're not that fucking delusional. like if she's that delusional, she doesn't like she needs to be like in like somewhere safe like you can't like that's that's bad someone needs to be watching her like that's that's bad like that sucks and the excuse that they give is uh i forget the name of the the actress who plays brendan fraser's wife but basically uh she gets duped into doing the forest festival because uh the old woman is like uh Excuse me, the PTA person is like, ugh, tenure. Do they even have tenure in public schools? No. No. It's a college thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it is. It's like a tenure track university position. And for someone who just says, I remember when we used to milk Bessie the cow, Bessie the cow, Bessie the cow, Bessie the cow. Ah, And she's just like, we can't fire her. And then she she like raises her hand to ask a question, and then she's like, "Ha! You are in charge of the forest festival. You gotcha! Ha! I've tricked you! Ha! Objection! Overruled! Basically, underruled. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh huh. Now that's a new that's a new thing. And, Watch for it in and, uh, Law and Order. And then, uh, sidekick like Dino like Dynamite sidekick. Like you just hear like this explosion and he like comes in like totally not being like low key about it at all. He's like got the dynamite in hand and he's like, he's like, woohoo, we got him. We got him homes. Yeah, man. I didn't just create like (laughs) create do possibly an eco terrorist thing. I'm a successful dynamite user. Woohoo. I didn't blow off my fingers. Woo. God, I don't you know, know Aaron. Uh, we, what? what? I realized that this this movie is spiritually like an '80s anti-corporate like message, where there's like, yeah, we're the good time gang, and here comes in this corporate like 
puppet who's yeah, trying to man. monetize it. Yeah, like buy the car wash and turn it into a parking lot or something. But we gotta and- <laughs> save that car wash there. Yep, the best part is like we gotta have not- a bikini car wash, man. That'll save us. That'll give us enough money to pay rent. Yeah, or buy the place outright. We're gonna have Sally because she's a sex object, and we're gonna like put her in front. People are gonna be like, "I want those boobs washing my car," and they're gonna be like, "I'm gonna pay money for that." And then we're gonna save the car wash with her boobs. It's basically kind of a little bit like mild prostitution. Yep, that's basically what the '80s movies were. Hooray! Hooray! Anyway, so but. One one touch I did like is that uh, Mr. Lyman's like, yeah, we're just going to bulldoze through all of the forest and make it into a, uh, a not even just a mall, a forest themed shopping mall. Yeah. We're going to have like a bear statue and that'll be eco-friendly. And then we're going to have a tree statue and that'll be eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's build a tree statue, okay. Cameron. Oh yes. So we got to talk about the main impetus of like the like end of first like and whole second act of the movie. Brendan Fraser interacting with animals that really aren't there and the am I insane arc. So yes. it starts it starts with a squirrel, the same squirrel that Riggs almost killed with his car, eating a blueberry. Brendan Fraser says, "Hey, those are my blueberries," and he turns on the sprinklers, no less, yeah. and it scares the squirrel away. After he accepts the job that Lyman offers him to be take Riggs's spot after dying horribly off of a cliff. Like his family's like, ah, oh, Dad, you suck. You can't do that. And he's like, oh, yeah. don't he's like, I don't want to stay here for another four years. I ain't got no friends. Angst, <laughs> angst. And I almost wish that there had been like a disclaimer at the end of the movies, like no real animals were harmed in the making of this movie, but some no CGI real ones were, were present in the making of this movie. <laughs> nope, but some CGI ones were harmed. Yeah. So the first of his problems when he's going to meet Lyman, who does Lyman fly out to that airfield every morning? It seems like it. Or like once what? a week or every other day or something like that. Yeah, that's just like a massive waste of jet fuel. Like, don't they have conference calls? Uh, yes. But he's rich and likes to. And so as he exits the house, begins the schadenfreude the movie, as Aaron put it. So where the squirrel was, he, or was it the crow? He like turns on the sprinkler, but instead of hitting the animal, it hits him in the crotch. In the dick. And there were, uh, and he's like, yeah, you guys should check out the sprinklers there, because I brought a Fraser. And then birds have shit on his car. Then the beaver dam had been blown up and like sidekicks like, woohoo. And then he tries to drive and the raccoon, the, the coalition leader is is sitting in the middle of the road and. Oh yeah. It's almost like Brennan Fraser tries to reason with these animals over and over again. Like the first time he, he should be like, oh yeah, they can't fucking talk. So why am I doing this? But yet throughout the whole movie, he's like, Crow, come on. Cut me some slack, come buddy. Come on, Crow. Uh, haven't I done right by you? I took you to dinner last week when your Crow wife was sick. Like, 
and okay, so I wrote down um do 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 do. So and when he doesn't see the raccoon at first, he hits the brakes really hard, spills his coffee on himself. Then he's like, I'm not messing with you, gets back in the car, starts to drive, brakes, uh, get no, he gets hit by the Rube Goldberg rock rock machine. He breaks again, spills coffee on himself, and then his airbag is deployed and he spills more coffee on himself. Yep. More and he fall- coffee. And he spills and he falls off a cliff. Yep. And but then he's alive. Yes, because he's the main character, Aaron. Yeah, he's not a Rigums. And this is where we meet the forest ranger slash borderline psychotic. Oh my God, what the fuck is this guy? Ranger. And I don't understand why Toby Huss agreed to do this role. Money. <laughs> well, he he's like the most like bipolar uh character he's like he was murdered wasn't he yeah but that's too important i can't tell you about that anyway so where is he do you want to be my deputy tyler and i'm like oh yeah oh. <laughs> and he gives he's him like a the fucking place. I, when he pulls up in his car the car's like car horn is like citizens be quiet or like citizens move out the way there's a cop car or like some bullshit like that like it's an announcement for his like car horn or whatever it's really weird mhm or it just has the need, feels the need to use like his speaker thing on his car whenever he's driving around. And then he's like, I'll be back. And we see him later at the forest festival, but he's seems just like a, like a really unnecessary side character. If you ask me, he's pointless. He's just like, he's there to make uh Brendan Fraser's wife uncomfortable. That's yep. his function. And Tyler. Yeah. His function we talk is to about, make his family uncomfortable. Can we talk about the uh, the indoor outdoor like duality here? So Brendan Fraser runs on a treadmill every morning in like a different colored like Under Armour exercise T shirt and a hat, and uh-huh. there are really buff guys running on treadmills, but they're outside. Yeah, what, where? When was that? In, like, the guy who's like, yeah, we're the corporals and we're getting ripped. Like, they're running, like, him and, like, the people next to him in, like, the exercise video. Like, take it up to 11. Oh, yeah. And he takes it up to 11. They're not running outside, like, or they're not running on treadmills inside. They're in nature on treadmills. That's fucking weird. Yeah. (laughs) And this is... this is also punctu- punctuated by a great physical gag where the treadmill is unplugged. Brendan Fraser falls, like, trips over the, like, his, um, tre- the end of his treadmill and the TV gets pulled out of the wall and somehow. falls on top of him. Yep, somehow. That doesn't make, oh my God. The- I just... The physics in this are all Rube Goldberg, but like it makes like things that would be attached or uh, that aren't attached are attached to like random shit. And just like, if you fall here, that's going to make that thing 40 miles away fall. Like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And also there's like a huge like plot hole with like the the crow. If the crow is knocking on that window, the wife would be able to hear it. She wouldn't be like. What are you crazy? It's not in your mind. She's like, oh yeah, I do hear that really loud crow pecking on it, and the crow, like, 
How do the animals who have not been targeting this person for more than like, I don't know, 10 hours know that they're like, if we hit his chimney right at this point, that'll drive him berserk. And then he'll use his wife's papers, which will be strewn apart on the lawn. And then he will try to get out and he will fall off of it, get hit in the crotch and fall through the bottom of his house into the foundation of it. And then be found later covered in, I don't, I don't remember what that was, but he was like in, wasn't it like his, like a covering for like a pool or some sort of water thing? Oh no. He falls into a hot tub, like oh, the yeah, bottom of him. And he's just like sleeping in the hot tub, all super comfy. He's like, I'm good. He's like, I'm not concussed. I'm not concussed. Nope. Not at all. hundred percent fine. Yep. There needs to be a movie about how Will Smith believes that his life is valuable, but certain doctors who work for a corporation won't like accept the fact that his concussion exists. Uh, yeah. That's what Hancock is about, right? Sure. Ah, Men in Black. That's right. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, no, Men in Black 2. That's it. Oh, yeah. The best one. Obviously, it's the best. Come on. The war, the subway worm, the best. That speaks English. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> the subway worm that speaks, speaks English, my favorite part do of you, the, any movie. Do you remember when you were a little girl? And you used to cry, and it always used to rain outside. That happened here, too. Oh, Jesus. Thanks, Tommy Lee Jones. Speaking of Tommy Lee Jones, we have to do Man of the House. Oh, is that the one with, uh, what's-her-face? Queen Latifah? No, that's bringing down the house. Oh, with the other guy. What's-his-face? Steve Martin. Yeah, with Steve Martin. Yeah, although we need to do both of those. Man of the House is the one where uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like an aging Texas Ranger who's assigned to like protect this team of high school cheerleaders. Oh, God, that one. No. Do you remember seeing that at the Dollar Theater? I don't I don't think we saw it. We did. Did we? Yes. Oh, Jesus. No, I don't remember seeing that movie. I remember like previews and stuff for it. Well, it's just as good in full length as it is in trailer. Oh, boy. Oh, that's um, that sounds good. Okay, so all of Brendan Fraser's. Okay, one of my favorite physical gags in this movie, aside from the raccoon and him like one on one fighting is the part where he like. I finally got what I'm going to do. And he's like wearing his suit and he gets the milk and there's just a bunch of holes in it when he tries to pour it, which didn't appear earlier for some reason, or they poked it while he looked away. He goes in to get another one and then he like tries to pour it in and then he's pooped on and he slips like his chair falls (laughs) Out from under him yet again, and yep. his his legs are just in the air, and he's just like, Ugh. "Oh boy, what a bad day! My spine isn't bruised at least." The, this movie is seriously just yeah. You know that Brendan Fraser guy? Yeah, fuck him. Let's just beat him up on the movie. Oh, no, I remember what it was. He doesn't get pooped on. They, like, put acorns into it, and then, like, he chews on one, and it, oh, like, yeah, into his, totally um, breaks his, his and he slips, and he slips, like, whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> where it's just, like, you have this nice cereal, let's put acorns in it, and you think he'd notice, but he bites down, and he's like, ma, the pain, because I can't look, or would immediately full crunch things. 
I wouldn't notice at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, can we talk about him wearing his wife's clothes? Yes, after, to after, go out? can we talk about this? Like, okay, as stupid as it is, the skunk gag the first time where he's like, so he leaves his car open while he's talking business with a sidekick. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, get the electrical thing to fix the treadmill in the basement because wacky hijinks happen down there. You got it, boss. And then all these skunks, like way too many skunks get into his car. <laughs> way too, and then too he many gets skunks. In, well, there's like 12 of them that you I see know, and they just climb up conveniently. Just, and just the concept of too many skunks is funny to me. He gets in and then he's just spraying things and he's like, P-U. And as he's pulling out of the driveway, he, he yeah. turns around and you just see all like seven skunk tails and you just hear, ah! And then, and then you see his you see his car swerve off and hit like this pipe filler thing. Yep. And all the, the workers on site go over to his car and open it. And well, no, there's like this fog and you see his face smash up against like the car. Like, yep. get me out of here. Ah! And then once he gets out, his sidekick says, get the hose. Yep. He says, get the hose a lot. He does, especially after the, the bear and the porta potty thing. Yep. Or he even says, like, get the hose. And we don't see Brendan Fraser after, like, the porta potty incident, but you just see, like, you. uh, And you just hear, like, a fire hose going on him. And his shirt, when he comes out, it's like this, like, baby blue, like, thing. And he was sleeping in, like, a pile of shit the whole night. And it is the cleanest shirt. Like, he just got it off of, out of his wardrobe and his trailer. He slept in poop during that night. (laughs) That's what happened in that movie. He slept in poop. In a tree, no less, than a bear. He'd probably be covered in his own vomit as well. He probably has, uh, there's no way he's he's not sick or has, like, some sort of disease. Something. Mm -hmm. If you spend the night sleeping in literal shit, you're going to get sick. Yeah, with that a bunch of construction workers shat into for months on end. Yeah, especially because they're Mexicans and that makes you poop more. No, I'm saying that it's a bunch of people and one porta potty. If it was an no, actual work site, the oh, union yeah, would like, make them have, have more than our one. Toilet? Like, why do you only have one? <laughs> why do they only have one? There are so many people that, that work so there. Weird. That's and they really have, weird. Why don't they just build like a working like station or have more than one? I don't understand why there's just like because with how many times people shit in one day that you'd have to do what they do in RV and have to spend like 20 minutes siphoning it. Yeah, you'd have to spend a ninth of the movie dumping poop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, this movie is dumping poop. It's just metaphorical poop. It's beating up Brendan Fraser, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Fuck and that then, guy. Um oh okay, so you were so after the skunk bath and the bra yes. gag, he, he wears his wife's clothes. Like, clean clothes. So he has to like wear his wife's uh what were they yum yum pants? Yep, and they say it on the back. On the, yeah, instead of saying juicy on the ass, it says yum yum, one on each cheek, 
because oh boy uh, <laughs> and he's wearing that and he like he's like get to the car uh, drive to the thing get new clothes get to the car drive to the thing get new clothes like he's just repeating to himself in like just it's too many times and he's got an umbrella to cover himself but he puts the umbrella in the wrong direction and they're all like, hey, look, boss, looking good. Look at that butthole. And they're like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just turns around and like props the umbrella on his fucking shoulder. And he's like spinning it. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Oh, yeah. And, then and it's, his, it's his a side- rainbow um, umbrella, too. Yeah. So obviously that's going to garner some attention. And then yeah, it's just like. Yeah, his, his sidekick comes out and he's like, yo, man, we got your car detailed, Holmes. Like, that's not your job, first off. But anyway, all right, cool. And then he gets back in, makes it two feet, and then gets sprayed by the skunks again. And <laughs> It's cr- in the middle console. Yeah, and he... Yeah, and then he crashes into the exact same poles, and one of the workers goes, not again, and then throws one of the pipes down and is like, ah... So, there yeah. might as well have just been like when he opens the middle console and a skunk tail's there. Might as well have just gone wop wop. Oh no! Yeah, it's just an excuse for them to use the same shot of the stunt driver driving the car into the the pipe stuff. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Just ADR, just ADR, not again, and get get the hose. (laughs) Yep. Oh, it's so good. What about the uh, the doctor's visit when he goes to the doctor? Oh yeah, we can we can get to that. Yeah, the Sicilian. (laughs) Yeah, and he's just like, what about this ink blot? And he's like, it's a it's a raccoon, and it's out to get me. And it's and then his only advice to help is like. Relax. Are you relaxed? Okay, you're good. Goodbye. Like, wow, Doc, thanks. You're a fucking miracle worker. You're so good at your job. I was using, I, I mean, I was using, I was uh, watching this with Fidlin yesterday, my partner, and she was I'm telling so me that, like, her. <laughs> well, she's like, this is way worse than Paul Blart. And I'm like, you have no idea. Well, I mean, she only watched like the last 40 minutes of Paul Blart, too. Anyway, For, well, I digress. T- I don't know. Anyway, she she was a psychology major and she was saying, yeah, nobody uses Rorschach tests anymore. And of course not. And there's no way that as a psychiatrist or a psychologist, he would be able to diagnose him as like schizophrenic or like, oh, you just have work related stress after like a 10 minute session. Yeah. 10 minutes just being like, hey, uh, what does this one look like? How about this one? How about this one? Oh, oh, work stress. Okay, here's up. You're. You're schizophrenic. Take him to the sanatorium. Yeah, bind him up. Put him in a straitjacket. Let's give him drugs. Lobotomize. Go. Let's let's send him to the chain gang so he can pay off his medical bills. Yeah, chain gangs. What, that's not a thing? Uh, I think it still is. Not like that way, but I'm pretty sure we still use him for label, labor for stuff a lot. Yeah. Probably like not making, like that, but just, I like making license plates and shit like that. I know that corporations usually like have them make things for like a fraction of like actual things so that they make like yeah. 10 cents an hour as opposed to like, well, nothing. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I wrote down the, oh, when uh, Tyler meets student librarian because 
her character is more about the title than the actual name of the character. He pushes the globe off and it makes the laziest pots and pans sound like a globe would not (laughs) sound like that. It sounds like I've dropped our whole culinary set onto the floor. Oopsie doodle. Oh, darn. And he calls himself like, um, uh, uh, a sappy mock. A sappy person or something, and I'm like, is that supposed to be a smooth line? I'm a sappy man. Like, oh boy, sploosh. Let me get at that. <laughs> Let me get all up in that. I'm gonna acquire your genitals. Oh, and uh the throne depot is something that I wrote down. What? What is this? <laughs> it's like at the at like the store, like the home improvement store, it says the throne depot as opposed to the home depot. Home, wow, all right. I missed that. <laughs> And then the sure. second the second bird attack. <laughs> Which one? What? It was like when the white bird attacks him out in the field. And oh, yeah. like and he's just like, Polly want a cracker. <laughs> oh uh the oh it was a plot point where he was like on the phone with uh super Asian man boss, karate Joe, I guess I'll call him. <laughs> Because he's Asian, and that's yep. the point, and that's his character. So I'll call him Karate Joe. Um, <laughs> um, he's on the phone with him, and he's like, business, 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 crow! Uh, I got to call you back, business, 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 crow! <laughs> and, and then uh, Asian Joe's just like, how dare you hang up on me? Down, ding, 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 bow! Like, oh. <laughs> oh, the racism is so fucking prevalent here. It's great. <laughs> okay, and one other thing I don't get is that the le- like the head of the Indian investing firm, his name is Mr. Gupta, and yep. yet, yep. like huh? Mr. Gupta, and yet Mr. Lyman's wife still thinks that they're referring to a First Nation American Indian and not someone from the nation state of India. No, clearly that's that's someone named Gupta was like Gupta. Uh, that's that's a, yeah. Arapaho, right? Yeah, no, that's Pawnee. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's youths. You know, clearly. <laughs> Dinesh Gupta. Hmm, gotta be gotta be Navajo. Yeah, he might be Cherokee. <laughs> I think he's from the Great Lakes region. <laughs> but Aaron, you know that a sign of a great movie involves a, a person getting mauled like getting mauled by a by a bird. That's true. It has to Especially in Paul Blart too. <laughs> That's true. That was great. Oh, I wrote down all CG animal dance party dream. Oh, oh my God. God. Yes. Yes. That part. And oh, I think this is my favorite part of the movie where he, he's like, he, he, he wakes up and he goes downstairs and they somehow uh, spray painted like graffiti all over the place in English too. It's like, get out and like eco bullshit, like just written on the walls and red spray paint. And then he comes down into the kitchen and it's just like, they're coordinatedly dancing and it looks so bad. The other problem with the CGI is, um, what makes it even worse looking is like, if they have like five badgers, all five badgers are in a row. Yes. And they're all the exact same. They're all the exact same badger and they're all in a row. It's like they just copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. 
and it just looks so bad. Oh my god! And then the um, <laughs> oh yes, and then he wakes up, and then, and then he's he like, "Oh, up, honey, I had a like, terrible honey, dream. Honey, I had the worst dream." <laughs> and then she turns, she like turns around, and she's like, has like werewolf makeup, like a raccoon or something like that. Well, no, they, she's she's supposed to be a skunk. Oh, okay. It's just like, and he's like, oh, and then wakes up again because dreams and shit. How great would it been have been if she was actually like a skunk for the rest of the movie? And she's like, I don't know what happened. And then the rest of the movie was about like her turning into like a skunk woman. And he's like, I still love you, honey. And she just is like squirting her musk all over the place. And it's just like, can we not? And then that would be a more interesting movie. That would be great. He's like working on like uh, recovering from his mental illness. And she's like in like a Jeff Goldblum esque, like the fly. Yeah, like like, but with a skunk and her and she and he still loves her. But like, Mm. I have to get over these new flaws. And it turns into a weird avant garde romantic comedy. Like, oh, your anal glands are so charming. uh, Wife. (laughs) Well, Aaron, everyone knows that the best kind of family comedy that are high stakes are real estate development family comedies. Am oh, yeah, I right? No, that's, that'll get the kids right in. Like, mommy, mommy, don't you want? Let's go see. Let's go see eco-friendly uh, real estate man. Go. Go. Yeah, that's that's the movie. Eco-friendly real estate man. Go. It's the new title. For my new movie coming out in January. What are you doing? You remember Bo 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 Yeah. Yes. Where he fights things around a toilet or something one time. I don't even know. It's a strange show and I would watch it again. The best part about that show is I did not watch it in order. I just saw random episodes from every now and then, and that boosted the uh, confusion about that show, which was great. Anyway. Furry vengeance. And then in the side movie, they could have his son being like an eco-terrorist who's just like, this is what moving here got me. A life of crime. save the forest by blowing up the man. I'm going to go blow up that dam. And one thing about like going back to the therapy session is that all the animals break into his car. Uh, oh no, my wanna... God. Yeah. They hotwire his car. They hotwire okay. his car and drive it around. And he's like looking out the window and he's like, is there something distracting you, Brendan Fraser? And he's like, nope, nothing. My car's moving by itself. Yeah. My, my paycheck from the studio hasn't cleared yet. And I'm so just I'm, looking out the window, hoping yeah, that it's I'm just, there. I'm just stalling. Just like my career. Yay. He'll never have another mummy. Seriously, who has fallen from grace faster in like a where are they now esque way than Brendan Fraser? The guy who was like, oh, the mummy. He's so cool. He's like Harrison Ford to like Monkey Bone and Furry Vengeance and Ink Heart. And we'll just go over his IMDb thing and be like, since like 2001, he's just been like, garbage the toilet movie. I'll do it. <laughs> Poop the story of a butt. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Ass the movie. 
<laughs> Poop the story of a butt. <laughs> a and documentary biggest- by uh, Linklater. Oh, yes. It's filmed over 12 years. Yeah. It's just the evolution of a, a butt that's pooping. <laughs> it's that's a 12 it. year old butt, then a 13 year old butt, all the way up to 24. Yeah. 24 year old butt. Then and then it, it becomes pooping. Jack Bauer from 24 and Kiefer Sutherland takes yeah, over it's in Kiefer the sequel. Suther- Sutherland's butt. And we get to watch him poop a lot. And then he goes <laughs> and fights bad guys and kills way too many people. And then we have a scene where um, somebody loudly explains it over the sound of a cat having an orgasm. Yeah. Meow. Hey, he's doing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. Biggest plot hole of the movie. They put so much energy and they can build complex machinations and stuff, but they can't yep. write down. Don't destroy our forest asshole on a napkin and just like hand it to Brendan Fraser or put it on like, I don't know his fridge or something. Yeah. Well, they know Seriously. everything, but a language. That's the biggest plot hole, though. They put so much time and effort. They can hotwire car. They can build scale models of the forest festival before getting let go. Oh, they I can... love that part. Spoilers. Yeah, oh no. So before we move on into the final stretch of this movie, we want to bring up a special poetry about the environment, which brings us to a special edition of Poetry Corner. Today we're on our special eco episode. We're going to be talking about mostly trees and the wonderful grasslands and all the wonderful parts of the earth that are so, so wonderful and great. Today, and my, let me introduce my guest. Uh, happens, uh, Thappledy. Yes, hello. Welcome, happens. I, I I hear you are a world-renowned, uh, world-renowned poet about uh, trees, and you specialize in tree poems. Why, yes, I do. I often spend days sitting under a tree, feeling its energy, caressing its spirit. Oh. Yes, well, I would like to read your, your new book is coming out soon, and it's entitled Trees, 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 How They All Have Knots and Shit. Yes, and that is one of my new favorites. Yes, I wrote it while I was in France. Yes, well, I heard it was about a spruce tree. A spruce spring tree. <laughs> Oh, yes. Would you like for me to start from the beginning? I would love you for you to do that. (laughs) Oh, how I wish that I were free. I am naked beneath a tree. All the best things in life are free. But I'm going to fuck this tree. Mm, my my, what a what a nice message! Yes, I really channeled my passion for the now, environment. Is this just a uh, sort of love letter to the environment as a whole, or do you actually fuck the trees? Well, I'll leave that 
As art is subjective, I will leave that open to my readership. <laughs> right, but do you actually fuck trees? <laughs> like I said, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. I did, it's not up to me. Do you put your penis inside your trees? No, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Well, all right then. Let's move on. I, in honor of you coming upon the show, I have written a new poem. It's in Christ. It's entitled "The Mighty Redwood and How It Strays in the Wind," and it starts like this: The redwood, so mighty and tall, how it wondered, how it. How tall it goes, we do not know, for we do not create devices to measure so. Tall into the sky, the tree go, and sometimes the wind will blow upon its branches lie swords as well as swords. This is held for the wildlife. This comes out of the trees into the brush, the underbrush of the forest. One day I will leave it by the trees and I will wonder how they will get any of this. Thank you. And now, as the co-host of the Poetry Corner, we have a sample of our host's new poem that he just wrote last... Like, we're going to do a free energy poem in honor of the environment and animals and all that hippie stuff. And we're going to give you a word, and you have to make a poem that rhymes around that word. Are you ready, host? All right. The word coming from the energy sphere is... Chocolate. <clears throat> Chocolate sure makes me bucklet when I go down and uh, lick it, and I understand that the energy of the world is made manifested in chocolate. There's the blessing all down to the chocolate, but get down, get down with the bout, bang, bang, Thank you. Mm. And now, as a musical outro, we present In Sync. Take it away. What? <laughs> we present In Sync. Oh. Take it away. It's no lie, baby. And that's bye for this week. The Poetry Corner is a co-production of National Public Radio. We now return to the catastrophe section. Thank you. So, we're moving to the third act. After yes. Brendan Fraser... Like, he's like, look, therapist, there's my car. Oh, no. And then he's like, what are you talking about? And he looks out the window and he's like, there's nothing there. And oh, then no. he, there's nothing he like, there. 
hey, give me my car back. And he runs after his car and jumps through the window so that he's like halfway into it. And he's like, give me my car back. Yep. <laughs> and give me then, my car back. And then they all abandon the vehicle and it drives into... <laughs> The reservoir of all yep. places. like Of course it does. And his car gets towed yet again with Toby Huss bringing him back. Yep. And he he's opens, a good, good, good sec- right-hand man. It's just like in Basket Case 3 when the water breaks, but he opens oh. the door and all the water comes flooding well, that's, out. That's a staple of all family movies where a car goes into the water. Because obviously it just <laughs> retains the water. Mm-hmm. Just like me after I eat a bunch of bread. Just like me when I jerk off in a puddle. Um, sure. On Fifth Street. On any other streets, maybe? No. You know the puddle I'm talking about. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Mm. Oh, and then we get a history lesson... About oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so oh boy, what? Had, I Ooh, do you want to describe this? this. <laughs> it's so good. So, so like, what, what was it? The was it the student library? Was it student librarian that said it, or was it angst man? No, kid. no, no. It was it was Tyler. He does a bunch of internet research, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Dad, the animals have never been able to let this place go, man. Man, Scoop dug up all these clues." Yeah, man, there was like this Viking guy and he was like, I'm going to settle this land. <laughs> and, and then it cuts to Brendan Fraser in like a shitty Viking outfit. outfit and getting like, punched in the face. And he's like, I will settle the land. And then like animals. And he's like, oh, no. And then he's like, and then there was caveman Zagzuck. Like he has a name. Like, first off, that was before written fucking history. So how would you know the name of a caveman, let alone that they were here settling the land <laughs> and that they failed? Whatever. <laughs> well, Aaron, the raccoons are able to write it down. Oh, wait, they can't. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. They can't write. And, s- and so is this like an immortal raccoon or is it just like the same family of raccoons? Oh, you know. N- no, I don't. Please. Oh, okay. Oh, I, almost- I, rem- I remember this. Th- okay. There is a reason to have sher- sh- creepy sheriff deputy man. Why? He gives Brendan Frang- Fraser the Fr- Brendan Franger Brendan Fraser the tranquilizer gun, and he's like, "I'm gonna go kill all the animals, put them in cages." Oh yeah, he basically serves as an impetus to transition us into the "I feel bad, so I let them all go." Oh my God, Cameron, that is my favorite part. Actually, there's the best <laughs> line ever. You did. You have a family to protect. No, no, no. It wasn't that. Before that, he's like, he goes to the animals, and he's like. You wouldn't understand. I got to protect my family, like to the raccoon. And then one of the workers just come by, comes by and holding two raccoons. And he's like, found your family. Here you go. And he's like, you would, un- you do understand. <laughs> like he was that? two seconds. Like you wouldn't understand. Found your family. <laughs> and plus, who is, <laughs> who is that guy talking to? It's not I like the raccoon. <laughs> The ranger doesn't. (laughs) He doesn't see Brendan Fraser, and he wasn't looking for his family. It's not like the raccoon's gonna be like, "Hey, thanks, bud." Hey, thanks, bud. Thanks for finding my children. (laughs) It's just Danny DeVito in a 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you. Let me talk. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Charlie, get your raccoon costume on. <laughs> I'm the Lorex. I speak and for the trees. I speak for the trees. God, I wish that was live action and creepy and terrifying. <laughs> Oh, it would have been so much better because that movie was crap. No more sneeds, Christopher Walken. Oh, you better. Uh, I'm going to make a sneed. <laughs> the people love have a need for sneeds. Mm. A tooth need too furious. You it's get it? It's a movie. Do you get the reference? Yeah. No, that would have been way better. Also, it's still not the worst. Uh, we need to do Cat in the Hat. I think we do, especially because the Hummer is the dust cover. Oh, my God. I don't even remember it. I just remember it being creepy, terrifying, and awful. We need to do the Love Guru first. Oh, Christ. Elephant boners. <laughs> Distraction. Yeah. Weird movie. <laughs> Piss him up. And that's how you win at hockey is to have two elephants fuck on the ice. Aaron, Aaron, piss mop. Oh, yeah, piss mop. Yep. <laughs> ben Kingsley is just cross eyed for no reason. God, that's a terrible movie. <laughs> that's a scary movie. It would fit right in. Uh, okay, anyway. So, um, oh, and you the- forgot the, the hippie. What that that uh so it's a Viking, a pilgrim, and oh a yeah, hippie. And a hippie. Yeah, and the hippie like the hippie's not trying to do it. He's like, I'm here to cohabitate, man, and he just get, gets punched in the face. And also, like, there's a caveman, a Viking, a pilgrim, and a hippie. Just like the caveman, the Viking would have wouldn't have written it down because Vikings are only known historically when they conquered other people. Yep, and a bunch of rape and pillage. Basically, and it's not like we're gonna take the Southern California real estate hot dog. We sailed well, three thousand miles. Now that they talk about that, I'm thinking it's New England. Oh, okay. Well, they they like were from Maine Chicago, or something. Like I'm from Chicago. We're from Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. You fuck us from Chicago. Ugh. Where will you go in Chicago? Chicago. I'm from Chicago. My Mark Wahlberg. I found a Transformer in Chicago. Speaking of Transformers 5. Transformers 5. Time to transform back into cars. That's the title of the movie. It's about the Transformers all going to hiding in their car form. And, and then Vin Diesel gets in them and rides around in them. And he's like, hey, Bumblebee, you going to drive around? I'm driving you around. Can you help me out? Do you have like things that I can fight people with? And then Bumblebee's like, I'm a robot. Of course, I got things to fight people with. And then you go, I'm Mark Wahlberg, and I found Transformers. And that's why I was in the latest Transformers. But now it's going to be like a Fast and Furious ripoff. But with Transformers. <laughs> Mr. Funky Bunch, uh, could you answer a question? There's rumors. I prefer Mr. Bunch. Oh, okay. Sorry. Mr. Bunch. (laughs) Yes. Can you speak to the rumors that you yourself are becoming a Transformer in the new movie? Um, it's, it's, uh, it's too early to be confirmed, but some of the set photos have, uh, 
do look like it, but I, I can't really talk to it. I can't tell you that we're going to go to Benghazi and shoot a bunch of brown people. You know, like all American sniper Escalone survivor movies, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be a, tra- I'm gonna ride around in a transformer, and I'm gonna go shoot people that I think are wrong. And next week and next year, Michael Bay brings you Jingoism the movie, <laughs> America the Jingoism, starring white people killing not white people, starring <laughs> white people protecting white people. Winner of five white people. (laughs) Winner of five values are under attack. Winner of five of five people's choice awards, including take that not whitey and our values are supreme awards. Winner of uh, Westboro Baptist Church. We don't like those people award. I don't like what they're doing. And the winner of the I don't like what they're doing award. The, The I don't like what they doing award. Aaron, I gotta say that the Revenant has a pretty good bear mauling, but for Furry Vengeance has an even better one. Oh, of course, the, there's not enough. If, poop. There's <laughs> if not only, nearly enough poop in the Revenant. If only Hugh Glass had found a porta potty in the yeah. frontier land to yeah. hide in. Yeah, and then got tipped over and covered in poo, and then had that thrown in the tree. Uh, that's would have been way more intense instead of you know like a fight. And like getting fucked up entirely. Nah. Going back to the history lesson, I almost feel like that was tagged on in reshoots because they're like, why it don't we sure add a personal like element it. to justify him going to fight the raccoon? Because he goes out there all like predator esque and he's like, if it bleeds, then we can kill her. Like, because uh, <laughs> that, yeah. that's Stallone, not Schwarzenegger. Oh, but he like, love, he, he shoots, he shoots it next to him and. He's like, uh, I can't do it. I can't and then, do it. and then the raccoon throws a nut at him, and there's like this big slapsticky bark, beep, burp fight yep. for like, um, far too long. Toby Hush shoots it with a tranquilizer. All the animals are put in cages on the thing. The real estate development finishes. The forest festival happens. We reach the third act. Tyler kisses his girlfriend because she asks, "When are you gonna get the guts to do that?" And he's like. And uh, oh, and I also wrote down that Toby Huss calls it a tankalizer gun, not a tranquilizer gun. I got a tankalizer gun. (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny. It's a panzer, it's a tankalizer from a tankalizer gun. Sure is because I'm a hick. I'm a hick wherever I, I am geographically speaking. I am sure that I'm from the rural part of that area. I'm a hillbilly, despite the fact that there ain't no hills around here. But there sure are a couple people named William that go by Billy. Yeah, Billiam. Billiam the Kid. Okay, so Brendan Fraser Br- Fraser has a change of heart. Um, at the Forest Festival, girl, girl pants student librarian... She's like, I'm sa- I'm stopping this eco-terrorism. And then what I hate about Tyler is that he basically mansplains and like says, he says, you're doing it wrong. Did Gandhi have anything to say about returning my phone calls or text Ooh. messages? Angst, and then I'm better he's, angst at you. He, uh, he, angst. Well, he's like, I'm going to show you how to environmentally activist properly. And he just grabs the microphone. And he's like, stop the pollution. Stop the And doing then the I exact love- same thing she was doing. 
Yeah, exactly. But only he's doing it better because he's a bro. Because he's a man. And only yeah. a man can get listened to. Yeah. And so then uh, Ken Jong and his wife, they both get shit on a lot by birds. Mr. Gupta, after being told of the environmental risk, does the exact same thing that any upstanding citizen would do and twirls his mustache and he's like, okay, let's do it. Fuck these trees. And then after Brennan Fraser lets all of it go and the animals show how they're going to attack it on like scale models, um, they all poop on the contract. The wife wipes it off. She gets shat on like and pretty much is dead. And then Mr. Gupta gets knocked out. And then Ken Jeong uses his hand to forge his signature. And he's like, I got it. I got the signature. And then all the animals surround him and they're all, no, bro. Mm Mm-mm. We ain't gonna Dude. have that. Mm. Mm. And then he crawls in like the weird penis tube. Yeah, and then that thing did you notice like how dick. CGI that was? And he's like, hey, put the tail down, and then you just hear like the skunks just poop. Okay, skunks <laughs> squirting their musk does not sound like pooping your pants. <laughs> but that's the only sound I love, that they had. I love that they used it because it was fucking garbage. It's just like, oh no, there is a skunk. Get it? Because it smells bad. So obviously it sounds like a butt. Like, oh, good. A butt. (laughs) And I love that this movie, like, Brennan Fraser gives, like, that family comedy, like, white, middle-class, heterosexual, cisgender dad, like, heartfelt speech, I learned a lesson, which is this, which is, like, the thesis of the movie, or, like, the shoehorned, contrived thesis. It, it was the same in RV and in like the spy next door and Yogi bear and zoom where he's like teamwork, yada, yada, populist views. And everyone's like, yeah. And then all the animals scare and terrify, scarify all of the residents away from the forest festival. And I guess the day is saved. I, I mean, uh, yes. And so the movie ends where they're like, we can, we connect this together. Because he like claims that he didn't know that they were like, yeah, we're going to relocate the animals to death camps, basically, you know. Yeah, you know, it, we're going to put them in little, little, little tiny gas chambers. Mm-hmm. And it'll be done. They'll work the land, you know, for a few days before they die. They'll work the land by digging their own grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we kind of already talked about the uh, the end credits, but. They're really bad. And then, so the movie closes with the old woman who was I like, do a crow. She must've been married to the caveman who came to like conquer the land with how old they make her seem. Yep. She's like painting a pine cone. Cause that's her business. And she's like, this I'm painting for Christmas. It's for Christmas in case you ever get a door. And there's this owl that's there and it's like, Oh man, let me. And it's like talking oh like a Latino God. person. Was, and it's just like, yo man, help me out yes, here. And then they start. So- <laughs> I forgot about the racist owl. Hey man, get this crazy broad away from me. Holmes. <laughs> and then the, the end musical number starts with all of them wearing yum, yum tops. Oh Jesus. Bottoms. Oh. And doing this awful, like, no choreography choreography. Yep. They're all doing their own dumb thing. Yep. And same thing as before, all of the animals in a row 
all the exact same CGI thing, one after the other, after the other, same position, yep. same graphic, no shadows, nothing. Just copy, paste, Looks copy, like paste, ass. copy, paste. <laughs> so the bad guys got it. And uh, Aaron, was there anything else you wanted to add about this movie? No, no, I think we covered it. Okay. Um, so what's your verdict on Furry Vengeance? Yes, it certainly belongs in the catastrophe section. I very much enjoyed it. I could not agree more. It is so obvious and so terrible, particularly the fights, the just the animals, the slapstick of <laughs> you. Ah, like <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Yep, here's your family. Like, oh, it's, oh, it's great. <laughs> I you were doing it. it to protect your family, too. I get it now. It took this weird worker loudly exclaiming that he found your family to turn my life around. Sure did. I love it. I love so this movie. Okay. So, yes, it definitely belongs there. Definitely and let's worth move a watch. In. Yes, you should totally watch it. Uh, you can get it on Amazon for $4 in HD. Am I right? Ooh. Worth it. So let's move into counterpoints. So, um, Aaron, what is the tomatometer of this movie? I don't know, eight, ten. Oh, you were exactly right the first time. Eight oh, percent on go. Rotten eight. Tomatoes. Cool. Uh, seven fresh, eighty-five Rotten. Consensus reads: a thin premise stretched far beyond serviceable length. Furry vengeance subjects Brendan Fraser and the audience to ninety-two minutes of abuse. And the audience score is 31% liked it based on an average of 2.7 out of 5, based on 89,872 reviews. Um, and I will just go to Metacritic. Uh, oh, and I'll just read one from Urban Cinephile by Louise Keller. Filled with pratfalls, slapstick, and toilet humor, this furry nonsense with an eco-friendly message is harmless family fun. Oh. Is it okay? It's not really that fun. Movie guys, sight gags and cheesy dialogue don't save this movie. In fact, this is one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser Crane, which isn't there. I just, I just want scrambled eggs. Tossed salads, ooh, like a butthole with a tongue in. Put that tail down. Put that tail down. Thanks. And cannot be taken seriously as an actor anymore because of his career choices to be in movies like these, which do nothing but make the little kids laugh and the older ones and adults cringe. <laughs> Alan G writes, Dear God, this movie sucks. I'm pretty... <laughs> I'm pretty sure this movie was made to be a lesson to other kids' movies to make sure they aren't this bad. It's a new bottom in children's entertainment. Five stars. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see. I think there were some good critic reviews. Cameron, they broke through the glass floor. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> but, but Freddie got fingered was already there. That's oh, I love true. the New York. I love the New York Times gave it a zero, and it just says, um, "Furry vengeance is unbearable." Yep. Oh, uh, Billy Goody Kuntz of the Arizona 
Republic writes, maybe your kids will insist that you see furry vengeance. Then again, wouldn't this be the perfect time to let them test their independence and sit through a lo- through it alone? Otherwise, good luck. You have my condolences. <laughs> yep. Sounds right. Yep. Uh, last one. The Globe and Mail of Toronto, uh, Liam Lays. Lacey writes, the paradox here is that the message of respect for animal life is outweighed by the lack of respect for human beings. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Uh, let's go to some IMDb trivia right after Aaron. This movie was made for a certain amount of money. How much did it cost to make? Guessing 35, 40 mil. 35 million. Exactly. And how hey, much did it, it make? How much did it make? Uh, um, um, I don't know, 15, 40. It made $32 million domestically. Um, total worldwide, it made 6.5 million in its opening weekend, and it ultimately recouped $36,236,710. Well, all right then, still a loss because of oh. marketing. Oh, we forgot something. Um, hmm. We forgot the three months later tag where it says the forest is reclaimed and there's like a fine of a million dollars. And like Brendan Fraser is dressed like Dudley Do-Right in a forest ranger ca- oh, costume. Yeah, he's like, I'm a ranger now. Yep. It's yep. the prequel to... Uh... Oh, Aaron, bit of, bit of trivia. Apple Movie Trailer's website, this trailer was attached to the spy next door. Ooh. Okay. Uh, let's see the trivia. Okay. In order to save costs, many of the animals were actually puppets. Brendan Fraser claimed that there was only one scene in the entire film that he actually worked alongside a real animal. That being the the scene, the scene with the Turkey. Oh, okay. Where she's like, what? They can't know that it's Turkey bacon. They can smell it. It's cannibalism, right? Yeah. Uh, Brendan Fraser admits that he is ashamed of this film. As he should be. Yep. Steve Carell and Jeremy Piven were both attached to play the lead role at various times before Brendan Fraser was eventually cast and having been in in great shape for a number of action movies. Brendan Fraser relished the thought of easing up on his demanding physical regimen and allowing the weight to pile on. Initially, he considered losing it for the production, but then he thought it would add to the film's comic appeal if he in it with a muffin top, if he had that. If he was a fat fuck. Yep, if he was a fatty. Even though he's wearing a suit, so it's kind of hard to tell. Um, And this movie is a 3.8 out of 10 on... Uh, IMDb, it has a 23 out of 100 on Metacritic. The director of this movie has directed such hits as mostly TV stuff. He's directed Just Friends, Cruel Intentions, The Sweetest Things, this movie, and a bunch of TV stuff, basically. The writers, ooh, they have written this TV series called Mega Babies, Mr. Woodcock, what? and, and Free. Mega Babies. It's a, it looks like it's an animated show. Oh, okay. From like 2000. Less they wrote Mis- Mr. Woodcock with Billy Bob oh, Thornton good. and Furry Vengeance. Wow. That's Ooh. Josh Gilbert and Michael Carnes. What a good career they have. Oh, they have such a good CV. The best. Mm-hmm. And this movie was produced by Robert Simmons, who has produced some catastrophe section favorites. Such, yep. Such as. Oh, 
the Spy Next Door, oh, Furry good. Vengeance. Mm. They've all they all he also produced Herbie Fully Loaded. Oh Jim, God. Jimmy Fallon's Taxi, Cheaper by the Dozen, The Pink Panther 2, This Means War. Oh man. Um Just Married. Rebound with Martin Lawrence, the Shaggy Dog. Oh, good. <laughs> License to Wed. Oh, Jesus. Big Daddy, the Water Boy, Happy Gilmore, and others. That's that's a lot. And Imagination Abu Dhabi. What which the is, fuck is that? Well, it's one of the main things. It's almost like at like a film festival, they're just like, yo, I got this idea for a movie where all these animals do this stuff. And they're like, perfect. We'll, we'll fund it. But this, produ- oh, okay. these producers have actually done some good things. They did the crazies, uh, the hundred foot journey contagion, the help, the beaver, uh, the way back fair game. He named me Malala, the circle, um, and the upcoming live action Barbie movie and a most oh, violent God. year. Anyway, um, so let's move uh, really quickly into what's on our radar this week. Aaron, what's on your radar this week? Um, I found a weird band, as is often what I do, called Major Parkinson. Their album, uh, Twilight Cinema, is like super weird. It's like, it's a strange mix. It's like, um, oh, what's that band? Franz, Fer- Franz Ferdinand meets like Finn Troll. It's a weird, it's good. I like it. It's strange and I enjoy it. That's about it. Oh, and I saw Revenant where, uh, and I too have slept in a horse. Yep. But no, uh, <laughs> Tauntaun sleeping or porta potties. Nope. Um, just horse. Um, I want to plug series nine of Dr. Who, which Stephen Moffat is leaving after series 10. Finally, uh, the new movie Carol with Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett. It's really good. You should go see it if it's playing near you. And I just finished watching the affair season two on Showtime, which is really good. It's got Dominic West from the wire and a bunch of other really good actors. Um, uh, anyway, Aaron, do you know what we should do next time on the catastrophe section? What's that? We're going to review Real Rob Season 1 on Netflix. Uh, I'm not excited about this because it's a lot more episode. Well, it's going to be... There's eight episodes, so we're going to review the first four next time, and then after that, we're going to do the other four. If we can stand it. (laughs) We'll let you all know, but we'll be back with the first four episodes of Real Rob, starring comedic vacuum of comedy, like the vacuous comedic presence of... Norm of the North's Rob Schneider. Oh, next boy. time on the catastrophe Aren't section. Like half of them about like my dick. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that's like the penis episode. So oh, yeah. Okay. Oh boy, that'll be terrible. Yep, but Aaron, it's real and Rob. Also, one last thing: Furry Vengeance brought to you by the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> oh yeah. How about you? Like a new Wii? Like meh, no. Because I'm I would, angst. <laughs> angst. Pretty much. Anyway, let's have Mark Wahlberg take us out with a Transformers outro anthem. You boys ready to rap? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Yo, my name is Mike Wahlberg, and I'm here to say Transformers are cool in a cool way. I'm a transformer. I'm a transformer. Chris Brown transformer. Shia LaBeouf, where'd he go? He's watching all his films in the theater. He's doing performance art, sitting in things, having fans talk to him. Where did he go? Doing drugs, working out at the gym. Chris Hardwick, that's what he do. What he who, who, who? Shia LaBeouf. He's getting buff, oh, lifting no, weights, gonna lift the Transformer. Transformers, Transformers 5 directed by. He's found one, that's what he's gonna do. Catastrophe section.